0: Woo! It's our birthday! So, as per tradition, we are returning to the franchise which started it all on today's episode of That Song From That Movie. To infinity. And beyond! Thank you for joining that song from that movie, The Journey Through the Very Best and Worst of Movie Songs. I am still, still your intergalactic space ranger host, Dietrich, and he's been a pal for as long as I can remember. He's brave, like a cowboy should be, and kind and smart. But the thing that makes him special is he'll never give up on you, ever. He'll be there for you, no matter what. Alex.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, one introduction. That just kept going, didn't it? I mean... I'm still here, so yeah, I guess I will be forever.
2: <laughs> Don't sound too
0: happy about that, Alex. Okay. And I told you, stay out of my butt, Ben. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'm going to be there forever as well, D. A <laughs> A welcome guest.
2: <laughs> yep. There is a snake in... Never mind. Move on, move on, move on.
1: I thought you were going to kind of go for a keep Ben's name out of your butt or something there. <laughs>
0: keep Ben's name out of my butt. Topical, topical. Is that our first Oscars reference? Yes. <laughs> no, first of many. What have you guys been watching the past uh, fortnight? Uh, I saw the the Bitmin. Saw
2: that. Last oh week. right, yeah, yeah. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Just too long. Like just like way, way too long. It's just too long, isn't it? I think yeah. the first half is like a nine out of ten film, and then the second half is maybe like a five out of ten. It, it, it's like a it's like a seven act film. I don't know. I don't know where, don't know where it, it doesn't know where it's going. Would you appreciate a break in the middle? Um no, I would never appreciate an intermission because it would always remind me of school trips. <laughs> the first ten minutes were fantastic. If that was it, I, I would, it would have been the best Batman film. Oh, you're talking about Batman, sorry. Yeah, thinking, Batman. What, the Batman. What is Batman? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, is <laughs> <laughs> it's a Batman.
2: The
1: <laughs> Bitman what about you, Alex? Um, I have seen some films because it's been
2: quite. A- <laughs> I can't some films. What, films <laughs> <laughs> it's been quite a while since um
1: did he so
2: long? He's adopted yeah. a, a sort of a,
1: a Tennessee accent. Um, I I think I've watched this since we last uh, did the podcast. So I've seen Nightmare Alley. Oh yeah, I watched that actually. Yeah. Which was which was pretty good. I thought. I think, even though it's been nominated for an Oscar, I think it's been getting like a relatively seemingly amount of criticism. But I quite enjoyed it. I mean, it you know it it was a relatively predictable sort of conclusion, I guess. But it was a fun film. Um, I also watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but would would highly recommend. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) lots of fun. Lots of. uh, Evangelical fun. Or T <laughs> fun, should I say. <laughs> it's the kind of fun I look for. It's a fun fun. What's a T evangelical? So it's in, it's like a preacher but on TV. Oh team. alright,
2: okay, oh, clever. Right. Clever. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's I got like it's that. Jessica Chastain yeah, and
1: yeah. Andrew Garfield, both
2: in very, very high form, I thought.
1: So yeah, recommend. I think it's all Amazon okay. Okay. Yeah, okay
2: Those kind those kind of people like, like slap the god into you or slap the devil out of you.
1: Yeah, but it's kind of like it's more <laughs> it's more wholesome than that though. Okay, so yeah. it's it's like it's kind of like I think it was like the third most watched like um, TV network at the time. It was like in in a, in the in America, it had like twenty million wow. viewers a day. So like, wow <laughs>
0: crazy number. So that was like in the eighties. So yeah, it's good. Okay. Since we last recorded, I have been to the cinema twice. Ooh. I went to see Morbius. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that like? <laughs> okay, it, it's fine. It's fine. I went into it expecting a train wreck read reviews afterwards saying that it's one of the worst films I've ever made. And I sort of, watch that going? I've seen much worse films than that. And I've seen much better films than that. Okay. It's, it's not even the worst Sony Marvel film. Because it's better than the first Venom film.
1: Right. Okay. Well, not a huge so, bar. to do <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, that's what I mean. It's it's very five, six out of ten. But it's a difficult one to crawl under, Alex. <laughs> that's just harder to crawl under. And the other film I went to see was um, Jujitsu Kaizen Zero. Yeah. Needs no explanation, yep. right? No, what no, the no, heck no. is
2: that? <laughs> is that an anime? <laughs> it is an anime, yes. Oh, look uh, at it's, you.
0: It's, you weeb. The TV show Jiu-Jitsu Jujutsu
2: Kaison. I'm going to have to look, <laughs> look this up. I mean, I, I, used, to, I used
0: to be massive yeah. on anime and I've never even heard of this. Jiu-jitsu. It's relatively new. They can't been anyone else in the cinema, D. Was it just uh <laughs> um, Was there anyone dressed up? <laughs> uh, nobody was dressed up, but it, the cinema had quite a lot of people in it. It's one of the most successful anime I, I, I think you underestimate, Alex, how big these things are, actually. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> it's meant a lot at the box office. I enjoyed the film, but I'm not a massive fan of the show. It's more my wife's thing, but I went along with it. What a good husband. It's about people with curses that are basically superpowers. Found anime. And what annoys me about the show, generally, is that they seem to forget their own law and that the rules change from episode to episode. That like classic anime style, I guess. But in the film, that wasn't a problem, so I enjoyed that. Is there a fighting panda? Yes. Sold. <laughs> it's like Tekken.
1: I was going to say, isn't that just
0: Tekken? It is very Tekken. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it was nice seeing uh, anime film at the cinema again. If only Ben could get over that one inch barrier at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I struggled to go under it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: ben has many one inch barriers.
0: <laughs> okay. So, guys, happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday, birthday, guys! Yeah. Mm- Uh, Our first ever episode was Toy Story, and we returned to the franchise for our first birthday, so it's only right we dip into the toy box again for our second birthday. And then not for the third, we will not do anything for the third, because Um, there's no
2: more Toy Story films.
0: At least two more by the time you do that. Yeah, and there's the shorts
2: (laughs) as well, don't forget about the shorts. I, I don't have as much problem about Buzz Lightyear, I'll say that right
0: now. Uh, Yeah, so we're doing We Belong Together from Toy Story 3, which is not the Mariah Carey song, disappointingly. (laughs) (laughs) What a a turn that would have been. So to find out what was happening in the world when the movie came out. Time for some history. So it's me taking you back to June 2010, if you can cast your mind back that far. Yep. First news, future Brexit voters everywhere broke out into floods of tears as the BBC finally announced the cancellation of the long-running sitcom Last of the Summer Wine <laughs> <laughs> after 37 years. Wow, I have still never seen a single episode. I think I've seen maybe an episode when I was a child on a Sunday evening when there was nothing else on. See, that could have been heartbeat for all you know. Very likely. <laughs> all I remember is there's something with a bathtub. There was never anything
2: more depressing when I t- walked into the room and I saw Heartbeat on. There was just no joy in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My parents were, like, recently watching Heartbeat. Like, they were catching back up on Heartbeat. And it's been, it had
0: been going for, like, <laughs> Binging Heartbeat is a, a brand new sentence. <laughs> oh, God. In other news, the longest, open brackets, professional, close brackets, tennis match of all time takes place at Wimbledon, as John Isner and Nicholas Mahut Mahou, play out a match lasting over 11 hours in total and a very young Ben watched every damn boring minute of it I presume probably probably the time when I enjoyed tennis that seems far too long after like three hours they should have just got, flipped a coin or something yes and then served for it <laughs> so they should have just played with the coin Fli- Flip the coin in the air and whoever can hit with a tennis <laughs> yeah, ball wins the yeah, match yeah that should have been it that's probably more difficult actually probably would have taken longer <laughs> yeah we're getting into a ESPN the Ocho sort of level of sport there <laughs> Apparently, it's the month they're getting hitched, as the website I get all of my news stories from had nine separate stories about celebrities getting married, so I've listed all of them. <laughs> <laughs> not
1: the film Hitch.
0: <laughs> any, of, any of them good? Well, you t- you tell me. So, first one, actor David Schwimmer marries artist Zoe Bookman. Yeah, Pass. No,
1: not that interested in that.
0: Actress Gemma Arterton weds businessman Stefano Catelli. Mm, Pass. No. Cool name, though. Yeah, yeah. Radio host Rush Limbaugh weds <laughs> event planner Catherine Roger. Skip. Big skip. Actor Harrison Ford mm. weds actress Callista Flockhart. Yeah, passable. Best star power on that one. Okay, Saw that on Hello magazine, yeah. Crown Princess of Sweden Victoria weds personal trainer Daniel Westling. I mean, he's done well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I am. laughs> Punching, yeah. Literally. Uh, actress Megan Fox weds actor Brian Austin Green. I don't know the second guy. I think that'll last.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely still together.
0: Uh, actress Mina Savari weds concert producer Simone Sestito.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think mean, you're just making up names, maybe.
0: <laughs> I, I could be. Just making noises. Hairstylist to the stars Janine Jarman weds sales executive <laughs> Matthew Walcott. Sales
1: <laughs> <You're>... executive Janine
0: <laughs> Jarman? You are making these up. <laughs> and four time women's champion Michelle McCool. Wed seven-time heavyweight oh, champion, no, six-time cool, tag team champion, 15-time Slammy award winner, and now Slam- WWE Hall of Famer, <laughs> The Undertaker, what? Mark Calloway.
2: What's a Slammy?
0: What? <laughs> oh, Ben. I should go up on stage and slap you in the face.
2: No, 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 let's not, let's not, no, 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 no. We already have yet to talk about Toy Story. <laughs> What's it's so amazing.
0: It's the, 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 wrestling, uh, the wrestling version of the Oscars. It's so Slammy. Come on, Ben. Yeah, and I, I was risking a door being blown open by asking that question. And finally, it's June, so it's blockbuster season at the cinema. So along with what we're talking about today came out The A-Team, yeah, The Karate Kid remake, yeah. Jonah Hex, Twilight Saga, Eclipse. Okay. Which one's that? Is that number two or is that
1: three? three? I think that's three, is
0: it? They've got lots of songs in it, though. It probably does, yes. And, of course, the number one movie of the month, to very little surprise, was Disney and Pixar's Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3 is the third instalment of Pixar's Toy Story franchise, which this time sees Woody, Buzz, and the rest of the gang are mistakenly delivered to a daycare centre. Woody convinces the other toys that they were not dumped by Andy, who is soon to be departing to college, and leads our toy heroes on an expedition back home, where they, uh, spoilers, are very promptly dumped by Andy. Mm. So this is an incredibly popular film, and we'll go into how popular it is in a bit. But before we do that, guys, what do you think of this movie?
1: Yeah, it's a good film.
2: Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's a good film. Next, we've got some places to be, people to see. It's a great film, and I think
1: it's it's the perfect ending for the trilogy, Like especially thematically. I think we have we spoke a lot about Toy Story. <laughs> on the other two episodes, so I don't, I'm not going to go into any old ground necessarily, but I think it, it re- they really managed to tie everything together that had been built in the first two perfectly. I don't think it's a perfect film, I think a lot of people will jump and say that the third one is the best one, Ben, but I actually think it's the weakest of the original trilogy. I think it falls back a bit okay. too much on... Previous gags, things like Space Ranger Buzz, Malarkey, and it all gets a bit like, oh, yeah, but this is, we've seen this in the first two. I feel like, I think there's like a lot of pandering in this one to things that happened previously. A lot of just like sassy asides from the the uh, the characters, such as Ham, Mr. Potato Head, etc. And it's just like, it becomes a bit much in this one, because they introduce more sassy characters when we go to uh, Bonnie's house, and it's like, there's just too much sass in this one. <laughs> There's a couple of what I've described as icky jokes about Ken in this film, but I mean we could yeah. have to talk about Ken being a magnificent introduction and probably the best character in this entire film, which I think goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway, but there are a couple of like, mm, that doesn't, especially when you've seen it so many times recently as I have, that it, i just <laughs> like, yeah, maybe they shouldn't
0: have done that joke. How many times do you think you've seen it recently? Oh god. If you had to put a number <laughs> on it.
1: would like... If if we're talking like just like se- sections of the film in the hundreds. Wow. I think if you talk about the full film, probably in pieces, maybe like definitely over 20 in the last year, probably more. Committed? Usually his favourite is the first and second. His favourites are the first and second one, and I have to agree
2: <laughs> that they are the best two. <laughs> um, I'd, be, I'd be shocked if he was watching the ending of this film over and over again. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but I think it does all great
1: trilogy closing films should aim for and that's to leave the audience satisfied because i do think yep. like you get everything you want from this film even though i don't think it's perfect i think they, they just did a really great job of bringing it round because it had been quite a long time since the second one i think it was what is it 15
0: 16? no it
2: wasn't that wasn't that long
1: it's not far because the second one's what 96
2: or so 99 99 Oh, okay. so it's like so 12, 11, 12 years, eleven, oh, years. Yeah, 11
1: yeah. years, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I think it is good. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what, uh, hear what you guys think.
2: I do agree that I think my love for this film comes from the ending of this film, and it's like a bit like what Alex says: it's the bow that's on it. Like it's just so perfectly done. It ends it in such a perfect way. Yes, that's why I hate Toy Story Four. <laughs> I think Toy Story Two is a good film, like a, a very good film, but I think Three is. still miles better. I think over time, I I think one is now the best, but I think partly that's because Toy Story 4 has ruined Toy Story 3 for me because it is no longer the bow on the end. Or at least it was a bow and then some other kids come over and and ripped it open and decided (laughs) to stick more things in and then realised, oh crap, the box is too big now. The the wrapping paper doesn't fit and so it kind of looks a bit messy. That's what's annoying to me. But... I still think this film is one of my favourite films. Um, like I say. And I remember getting home and finding and feeling this really weird, strange feeling that I felt like I hadn't played with my toys enough. I was like, what the hell are you doing, Ben? You're twenty years old. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> but I just remember like I was like, Wow, that's just really good filmmaking to make you think that.
1: What toy did you pack for college, uh, later on?
2: Um I don't you know, I had so few toys growing up. I was not a toy kid. I think most of them I used to just throw on the washing line at your house, Alex.
0: (laughs) Yes. I mean, I've got to agree. It's a great film. I mean, whereas like, I guess the film is, I don't know, burnt into the back of Alex's eyelids. Hmm. I've only ever seen Toy Story 3 twice. Wow. With the first time being the notable one because it was the first official day I had with my now wife. (laughs) It was Indeed. It's, uh, it went pretty well, <laughs> yes. I think, seeing as we well. are still together now. Obviously, it did mean that I had to like fight back any tears during like, the incinerator scene <laughs> because uh, I had to look super macho on a first date. Like As much as I champion men showing their emotions and uh, allowing themselves to be vulnerable, even I can say that if you were crying on a first date, you ain't not getting a second date, are you? <laughs> but we we'll oh. never know. Maybe. We'll never know.
2: We'll never know. They do those stakes so well, though, don't they? I must yeah. say, Like I know you know the characters are going to make it because it's a kid's film, but they they do linger on that moment really well. Mm. And um, it doesn't feel like it's just a sort of a, a hat in your mouth, like a danger moment. It's quite soft, you know, with them all looking at each other. And it's quite somber and almost melancholic. I I just think that's very very
0: rare actually. Yeah, and what it does really well is that it really does make you appreciate without saying it or showing you it how far we have come as an audience with these like bits of well CGI plastic <laughs> that everyone has like this, this emotional connection to. Like a, a lesser film probably would have started having like flashbacks to when the, we first met them and the the different adventures they'd had whilst they were slowly moving towards. The, the pit of that incinerator mm-hmm. it's just how well crafted these movies are um just to jump off what you two said i think the first one's the best one yeah and right, okay. I, I would say each one is not as good as the one that precedes it yeah i would say that. Too.
2: i don't get angry at anyone saying any of them are particularly their favorite yeah i think that's fair i would just get angry at them if anyone said that there were any of them were a bad film
1: mm. apart from fourth I don't think up up until recently I would have even really been able to choose one, because my memory of them is all together, as of the three, I guess, from, well, my memory from ten years ago. But I think, like, when I've watched all three of them repeatedly over and over, you start to, like, notice things that maybe you wouldn't notice otherwise, and you fixate on stuff more, and actually you feel like, well, which film can I actually tolerate the most when I've seen it 50 times? (laughs) And actually the first (laughs) and the second ones are the ones that you can kind of, you can do that more with. I think it's... I, like I say, I think it's probably because the third one, to me, relies a little bit on what came before, not in a bad yeah. way, because of like obviously you can't distance yourself from those two films because they wouldn't have been the success and the perfect conclusion that it is. But yeah, I think it's just slightly weak, but not there's not a lot in it because it's still a really fun film. I think they do um, well
2: though to have them. The, the stories are themselves though that like they they yeah. wasn't planned from the start, was it? Like the Lord of the Rings or something like that, which is a trilogy of films that. It's one story. This is a different story every time. It's compact and compartmentalized so that you can enjoy them separately. Yeah, that's true. I mean, is, is this the best trilogy? Is this the best trilogy? I know a lot of people do love the Lord of the Rings or the, I don't know, the original Star Wars trilogy. Back to the Future. Well, the Back to the Future 3 is not, I don't really like that one. But I don't know. I just think this it has to be up there.
0: 100% the conversation.
2: I know people denounce
0: animation a bit, but yeah,
2: it's got to
0: be top three. Yeah. I suppose going to go that sort of idea that all the films were produced separately. The production for this one was a uh, much maligned story, similar to <laughs> Toy Story 2, actually. Where...
1: delete all of the files from, from the computer again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't very straightforward, let's put it that way. Yeah, so the context at the time of Pixar and Disney were two separate companies, and the setup at this point was simply that Disney had a contract with Pixar to create five new movies following the original Toy Story. Uh, Disney get to own the characters and create sequels Without Pixar, but Pixar can say no to doing it first if you're following that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes.
0: So when the contract was coming to an end, then Disney CEO Michael Eisner, or Michael, what does the cricket think? Eisner, <laughs> as he's known in uh, official circles. Callback. Call Watch the Mulan episode, guys. Yes. So he wanted another Toy Story movie, obviously. He wanted money, and Pixar said no. They were already pissed off with Eisner. Because, in their mind, he had managed to get Toy Story 2 on a complete freebie. Because Eisner argued that Toy Story 2 didn't count as a new movie, as it was a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell them after until after it had been released. So he got an extra movie on their contract for nothing. Um, yeah, so Pixar hmm. was like done with him. We're not working with Michael Eisner. We're not working with Disney anymore. So, in a bit of like brinksmanship, Michael Eisner set up a completely brand new studio... Called Circle Seven Animation and told them they had to go make Toy Story Three, Monsters Inc. Two, and Finding Nemo Two. Uh, I don't know if you ever remember stories coming out about what it was going to be about, but it was like Buzz was going to malfunction after be sent back to Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was original. That was that was going to be the plot. That would never. No, no, that's, like, too, that's, that's dangerous ground, isn't it? Really. Yeah. So a few months pass, and the new studio have the script ready, but. Eisner is then ousted as CEO of Disney, and in comes Bob Iger, who was a young go-getter at the time. That sounds like the same person. He yeah, <laughs> just he's slightly a, slightly pulls slightly. his moustache <laughs> off, hello, I'm Bob Eisner. <laughs> I, I, I didn't he attends a parade at Hong Kong Disneyland, where he sees that the only characters the children in Hong Kong are reacting to are the Pixar creations. So he realises at that point that Disney need Pixar more than Pixar need Disney.
1: That's
0: true. He calls up Steve Jobs, who is the CEO of Pixar, and says, name your price. And that's how, like, within a few months, they were bought for $7.4 billion. <laughs> wow. He then tells them, you make Toy Story 3, and contacts the other studio and tells them to get rid of the one they're working on, and basically that studio's closed down forever, without wow. ever making a movie. So never and,
1: see Buzz in Taiwan.
0: Uh, it's <laughs> interesting, though, isn't it? Because, like, at that time... The Disney
2: animation films were pretty shit, like the non Pixar ones. And like 2010, like I remember, Tangled came out, which is is good. It's a very good film, and I think that started to yeah. change. Like a lot of the Disney animations ha- are like top draw. Not all of them, but most of them since. I mean, Frozen is just Disney, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, like you know stuff like that. But like before, there's like Brother Bear and all that kind of cack. Home on the range. Home on the range. Yeah, Chicken Little. Brother Bear too. So, like, really Mars re- Need Moms, is that one? No, I, well, it was, <laughs> that was Bear the biggest blubber. For the Bear 3. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's what I mean, but I feel like, you know, Disney, aside from Pixar, have kind of stepped it up
0: in recent years.
2: Whereas I think Pixar have almost kind of rested on their laurels a bit, I think, overall. Yeah.
0: yeah a little bit, yeah. Critically, I'm sure this is not a surprise whatsoever, it was very positively received. at the pack. <laughs> 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Probably. Who didn't like it? I'm going to find that person <laughs> right now. Uh, no, I've I've already looked. Nice. Anyway, I've got it on here. So it was in Many Critics' top 10 of the year. But yeah, why has it not got 100% Paddington 2 score?
1: Because it's not as good as Paddington 2.
0: Because it's not as good as Paddington 2. Yeah. Yep. Everything else has to be rated on a curve below Paddington 2. So yeah, 98%. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or the other reason is because there is a reviewer who spends their time writing contrarian reviews of movies who somehow is a verified Rotten Tomatoes yeah. reviewer. <sighs> so just ruined it for everybody. I read the article as well. It wasn't even funny. <laughs> Like if you're gonna do it, at least make it funny. But they didn't. They couldn't because oh, it's nonsense. But how are you gonna make it funny? I'm gonna read that. I mean,
1: obviously, when Paddington Three comes out, that will be the perfect trilogy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah that possibly. is true. Possibly. If if they nail that landing, that, that is the perfect trilogy. But then they'll do Paddington Four and ruin it's it. Really yeah, just like everyone does. Yeah. Anyway, audience-wise, people lapped this up. <laughs> I mean, really lapped this up. <laughs> they lapped it up. Uh, eventually. Toy Story 3 became the first ever animated movie to cross a billion dollars worldwide at the box office, which is a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> However, weirdly, it actually opened up relatively, for a Toy Story film, quite low, and uh, everyone was quite apprehensive about how it was going to do quite poorly at the cinema. Obviously not. Um, like the year before, the, the Simpsons movie opened to a bigger weekend. It was only $145 million for Toy Story 3, and it was 170 for the Simpsons movie. And surprisingly, the biggest one of all time is Ice Age: Dawn of the Dinosaur, which took in two hundred and twenty million in one weekend. God,
1: and that wow. ain't
0: a good. film. and, and that was <laughs> that was a few years before. Sorry, sorry, three as well. So that was what was being used to, as the benchmark. And when it came in nearly a hundred million lower than that, it was uh, warning signs.
1: How can we ever improve upon Ice Age: Dawn of the Dinosaurs?
0: I ask myself that every morning when I look in the mirror. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, D- Disney couldn't. That's why they bought it. I've, I've... Ah,
1: yeah, that's true, actually. And now they've got like whatever it's called, Digger Dugger Ice Age Adventures. Or whatever
0: it's called, Book Wild. Yeah, Book
1: Wild. That's the Adventures of Book Wild.
0: Yeah, it's it's just bonkers about that money. Two hundred twenty million for an Ice Age movie. The first one wasn't even good.
1: None of them were good.
0: Anyway, <laughs> anyway, before we get down to Ice Age, uh, Tundra. Ooh. Is that is that ice related? Yeah, yeah, I'll allow it. <laughs> it's awards time. So it's the 83rd Academy Awards. Toy Story 3 received five nominations, including Best Picture. So it was only the third animated movie ever to receive a Best Picture nomination.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. Uh, Any guesses on the other two before it? God. And it's been nonsense either, so.
2: Were they, were they CGI? Uh, something old.
0: Was it something old like Snow White or Beauty and the Beast or something? Snow White? No. Beauty and the Beast is yes.
1: Beauty and the Beast was nominated for Best Picture.
0: Yeah, Beauty and the Beast was the first animated film to be nominated. Lion King? Nope. Was it a
2: Disney film? Pre two thousand and ten, but post
0: like ninety three, then or something. Yes, uh, Disney. uh, Yes, it is a Disney film. Falls under the Disney umbrella. There you go. So it's
1: a Pixar film.
2: Is it? Is it Finding
1: Nemo?
0: All
2: right, the same old Bugs Life. Nope. Bugs Life. Cars. Um, Cars two. What's the (laughs) think? Cars two. (laughs) (laughs) two. What's (laughs) the (laughs) think? Cars three.
0: Hurry up! Hurry up! Wally, it's up. 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 (laughs) <laughs> Is that, oh, yeah, the year before, so Toy Story three did not win Best Picture. It didn't. Nah, sorry guys. It did win Best Animated Feature though. Yeah. Woo! Well, yeah, that would kind of went without saying. And it also won another Oscar for some mystery category. Best. Uh, maybe we'll come back to okay. that in the future. <laughs> So the song we're discussing is We Belong Together by, who else? Randy Newman. So it plays out, if my memory serves, and I hope it does, towards the end of the film, kind of either in or on the credits, it's sort of a montage wrapping up various little, these plots and characters' futures.
1: I can confirm it's definitely, is in the credits. Yeah. I am right things. thinking There is a montage. Like... Yeah, there's like a, yeah. I think it is in the first two films, and definitely the second one has like uh, bloopers. Yeah, This one doesn't have a bloop as it has, like, yeah, it has, like, montage scenes with the song
0: playing. Yeah, because, like, if a memory serves, Zerg is given to the yep. daycare centre, and then there's, like, a weird joke about Ken. Like a girl, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah right, like a girl. Yes. And it's like, yeah, oh, that's okay. one of the jokes I was referencing earlier. <laughs> it's really, like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't okay, but. I think if they had the time again, they might have gone for a different joke there.
1: Yup.
0: So, what do you guys think of this song? the scene if you want to speak about um that bit of homophobia go i really like this
1: song actually but i think like the first two songs especially the first one obviously was did not win. i can't even remember if it was nominated the uh you've got a friend but it definitely did not win.
0: I think he was. It Definitely didn't win. Yeah, it, it, it's right. It lost to Cause of the Wind. Oh, that's right. Oh, well,
1: yeah, deserving, which which I
0: think we were all kind of like, mm, yeah. Fair. <laughs> and then the one from Toy Story Two lost to "You'll Always Be in My Heart" from Tarzan.
1: Oh, okay, so they, fair enough. Again, okay. you'll be in my heart. Yeah, also fair. Also a great song. <laughs>
0: but like says, so it
1: yeah. So this this one kind of maybe doesn't stand up against them but i think it really captures like the uh celebration of everything that has been kind of achieved over the three films and it's like it leaves you very with a very warm feeling i think you have that like kind of like really perfect instrumental outro of the score in the final scene of the film where they're all sat on the porch and it's like magical mm-hmm. but then it kind of goes into then like ah oh, well let's all celebrate what we've all gone through <laughs> with this story and there are some funny bits in the final sequence of let's Like, again, let's not talk about the Ken, but there are some uh, funny moments. And it does transition really well into the uh, Spanish tango version of You've Got a Friend in Me, which is also. A yes, classic.
0: yes. <laughs> yes, it does. It's, it's seamless, isn't it? During that montage, there was two, for me, properly laugh out loud moments. Obviously, the one I referenced at the beginning, the out of my books, yes. which is uh, hilarious. Uh, but also it's um, one of the little aliens doing Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Romeo, Romeo. <laughs>
1: May I suggest Hamlet? Yeah, that's another ham sassy joke there for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about you, Ben?
2: I think this is a backup song. I do agree. It's a celebratory song. It also feels a bit like an Usher's song. Like, it's the one when you're walking out of the cinema, like, just kind of, like, kind of, please. (laughs) Oh, right. I was
0: thinking, it doesn't sound like anything like Russia.
2: (laughs) No, it's just like, uh, you know, come on, guys, get out. Like, it's almost the, uh, like, intermission music. I don't, I, I just don't find it that memorable. It's enjoyable to listen to. It's always going to be compared to You've Got a Friend in Me, which is fantastic. And it's the song of the trilogy. It's the song of Toy Story. It didn't need another song. Yeah, it won him his Oscar, but I think that's a bit of a sort of a career Oscar than anything. Also, I feel it's like it's a bit like Police's uh, Every Breath You Take. It's a stalker anthem if Randy Newman was not singing this. Yeah. It's really...
0: it's. Oh, my God. When you yeah. look at the lyrics on their own, they do seem very uh, ab- abusive. Yeah. Don't you tell me I'm not the one. Don't you tell me I ain't no fun.
2: Just tell me you love me like I love you. You know you do. <laughs> you know you do. We belong together. Yeah, it is. It is. Wait and see. Wait but, and see. but to be
1: fair, though, that is kind of in line with the first two songs, really, isn't it? They were a bit, like, clingy in, yeah. the, in themselves, so maybe it's just Randy Newman.
0: <laughs> you may well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, and also, ironic, because Woody and Andy don't end up together. Yeah. I just don't think it's different enough,
2: and I think because it is Randy Newman's voice and he can only sing a certain type of song, but for Toy Story 2, he wrote a song for someone else, and I think they should have done that to make it stand out a bit more. Um, I mean, I'm criticising a song that won an Oscar, so uh, clearly I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the Sarah McLachlan one is a fantastic song and how it was used was fantastic. And as we've said on this podcast before, I just find songs that are in credits
0: just throwaways. Like, I just find them lazy. That's fair. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of this song. I get it, fi- it sort of fits in the, the film, but only in the sense that it sounds like a Toy Story song. Mm. Melodically, it sounds like a Toy Story song. But the actual song itself, it, it's, it's a chore to get through, I think is the way I'd describe it.
1: What I'd say to both of you is once you've heard it several thousand times, you'll probably appreciate it more. <laughs>
0: The seven thousand thousand times you think you and that song belong together yeah. <laughs> at, what, at what point in that crossroad alex did you do that rather than the like
2: this is going to be my like sort of funeral song
1: it's like um that scene in how I met Your mother was listening to the proclaimers and it's like don't worry yes, it comes yeah, back yeah, around yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it comes back around it comes back around. Yeah. it's definitely like that it's like you start with like oh yeah this is fun oh my god i've heard this way too many times it's the worst song in the world and then it comes back <laughs>
2: But yeah, this could be in a really seedy thriller if Sting was singing it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Could be in Joker.
2: Especially like, Yeah, it even says, like, you know, this way I'm less depressed. It's very weird line just about happiness.
1: Yeah, it is. It's kind of similar vibe to um, the song that's in terms Strange Things, which comes in half as we film. because both, actually, as well, they're only featured very briefly. Like, even this one in the montage, it's yeah. only, like, the first verse in the chorus before it transitions into... A, the uh, Spanish version of yeah, "You Got Freddy Me," which is uh, probably should have been if, if if they could have had it as the original song, <laughs> I think that would have also won the Oscar because it's amazing.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, wait, I I would have preferred probably it, or got more nostalgic enjoyment if it was just that, that at the end. But
1: that scene where they're de- doing the tango together is is amazing. It's, it's like it's really it gr- is, incredibly yes. animated as well. It's great. Um,
2: and <laughs> yeah, appeals to a more of a global market. True. You don't talk about how good your relationship is. And saying, like, you know, as long as we're together, I'm not depressed. <laughs> because that's 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 fragile. Good message for kids. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to buy
2: both toys, kids, or else the other one's going to
0: be depressed. <laughs> so as hinted at in the segment before, and outrightly said by Ben, uh, We Belong Together brought home the Academy Award for Best Original Song. Randy Newman finally got that one. However, he didn't like the song. He didn't really right. like it. Yeah. I'm with you there, Randy. You may have liked it, Alex. The Academy liked it, but yeah, Randy Newman in interviews after winning the Oscar downplayed the song and called it inconsequential and of little impact to him, uh, especially compared to his previous other works. From reading into why he seems to just completely downplay it and in more recent interviews has sort of just said it's one of his worst songs he's ever written, it's because possibly he did the movie's score... And I know we don't talk about scores because it's like an unwritten rule of this podcast (laughs) that I'm breaking. But he fell out with the movie's director when the director opted for Randy's temporary score that he put together rather than the one that Randy Newman spent a lot of time finalising and making perfect for the film. I wonder why then? I I couldn't actually find out why other than just he thought it fit the film better. Which seems weird that a temporary score put together just for like thematic beats hit better than Randy Newman's actual sort of "This, this is perfect for this scene.
1: They probably directed it to the score, original temp score,
2: didn't they, though? That's the only thing I yeah, can think of. Like,
1: they probably just thought, oh, this is perfect, we don't want to change it, maybe.
2: Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yes. It's very possible. Because you'd think you think he'd know best,
0: but maybe they don't actually
2: appreciate it that much.
0: I wonder what version of the film he created his final score to. I wonder if there was changes made after the fact as well. Maybe
2: there was a song playing over the furnace scene. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: How would that go, then?
2: Um, it, maybe it's maybe it's just a rendition of one of his one of Randy Newman's like other songs, like um, you can leave your head on. <laughs> Randy Newman classic. Did he actually? Yeah, he's, he's written know? loads of songs like that.
0: I did not know he wrote those. Where do you think he got the name Randy from? Mama told me not to come. You know that one. <laughs> Are they all Tom Jones? Originally, yeah. I think <laughs> I think he did a he did a
2: like an album of them. I performed with uh, Randy Newman. <laughs> 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 there it is. There it is. And Elvis. El- Elvis was <laughs> And Janis Joplin.
1: Uh, Randy Newman won an Oscar for a song from Monsters Inc am I making that I'm sure he uh, did because I think it was kind of I think it maybe. was kind of like he didn't get it for the song from Toy Story. everyone clearly thought no we should maybe win an award for that
2: yeah if I didn't have you I'm sure it won an Oscar I'm surprised they just don't have him on it like every single <laughs> like screw um, screw manuel I thought you were going to say Screw Diane Warren. No, 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 never, never, never. Oh, no, sacrilege! <laughs> Our friend Diane. Our friend Diane for another podcast. Do you not think Encanto would have been improved with a Randy Newman score?
0: <laughs> Maybe. We don't talk <laughs> about poo. I mean,
2: it sounds like a Randy Newman sort of thing, just a bit more piano.
1: Do you think though, that Lin Lin Manuel is actually slowly becoming <clears throat> the new Diane Warren Biggest influence. I think I don't know how many nominations he's got. this He'll
0: get it. There is a great quote from Randy Newman about working with Pixar, Go on. specifically Pixar's directors, which is "I just don't like their directors." <laughs> nice, nice, straightforward. It's <laughs> a great quote. No one even, no,
2: no one even asked you, Randy. Uh,
0: yeah, he went on to say that they don't leave you alone. It, really, it's their picture, their names on it. So, if they want to use a kazoo or a bathtub or a whisk or a broom. That's something you've just got to let them do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I think that this song would probably improve if it had a kazoo or a bathtub or a whisk or a broom used during yeah. it. I mean, they might well have been, and we Maybe just do uh, yeah.
2: Maybe,
1: Maybe that's why the film is so good.
0: <laughs> Everyone likes it just for the whisk. Yeah. Critically, <laughs> it was well-received. It seemed like a fitting, much like the film, I suppose, a fitting conclusion of the uh, the then trilogy, uh, and won the Oscar, so clearly somebody liked it, other than Randy. Like I say, it's
2: a career Oscar. He's been nominated like over, I think it's like over 20 times. They, they're gonna, they will just give you one, I think, if you're famous. And it's like, you know, it's like Leo. You don't get it for the film that deserves it. You just get it because you are who you are. And the Academy means nothing.
1: It's probably not just a career one for him. It's probably more an acknowledgement of the franchise and that it had like great songs within it. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. weirdly, they gave it to the song that was the worst.
2: Yeah, I do I do think that happens because I think it's built, that people's opinion of it is built upon so many of the films. It's like Lord of the Rings yeah. winning 11 Oscars. That third film isn't a million times better than the other two. It's just they've given it for the entire trilogy. Exactly that. Yeah, I
0: don't want to start Yeah. Randy Newman didn't think he was ever going to be asked back to do another song with Pixar, but <laughs> Toy <Boy> Story <laughs> 4 world round and he did another song, and we'll cover that next year. See you later.
2: I can't let you throw yourself away. <laughs> I did see in his acceptance speech for the song that he did joke that his percentages aren't great because I guess one out of one out of twenty two, two out of twenty two now, I suppose. So yeah, still better than some others.
0: There was only like a, a seven-time nominated Diane Warren laughing it off. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never be me. <laughs> uh, keep tweeting us, Dan. Please do. My face lights up every time I. Uh refresh our podcast Twitter feed and she's tweeted to us. Go on, Dan. Lightens my day.
2: I I appreciated
0: her her throwing the hat of the Will
2: Smith tobacco. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) Keep it up, Dan.
0: Top five.
2: Okay, top five. So last time we did this, it was either the first time or the last time we talked about merchandising, and I'm back <laughs> with more merchandise stacks. Mm-hmm. So I want to know, out of everything, and this is specifics to a film, not a franchise. What movie has the highest merchandise sales revenue? Now, this is of January 2018 because I couldn't get the latest figures. Not franchise. Not a franchise. No. It would have to be a specific film within. the yeah. saying that a specific film? Yes. So
1: if I were to say The Phantom Menace, for instance, that could be a film.
2: It could be, but
0: it's not. Okay, <laughs> okay well, you can see where we're going to go next, can't you? Mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones. Nope.
1: Are there any Star Wars films in this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But oh, there are. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Keep going, keep
0: going. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back. No. Wait, why would you jump to? <laughs> yeah. Re- Revenge of the Sith. No. A New Hope.
2: Yes, there you go. Number one, the most merchandise sales ever for a film, apparently. Any more Star Wars? George Lucas <laughs> did that. George Lucas did that very, very good deal, didn't he? Where he uh, gave up a lot of influence of the film to keep the merchandise right. Made of that sweet, sweet dollar. But that's why he didn't direct the other two films, wasn't it? Because he was like in a legal battle. <laughs> and Frozen. Uh, Frozen, yes, is number four. Yeah. Toy Story. Number uh, Yes, number three. Um... Uh, Toy Story 1 is number three. Oh, God. Um, you doing
1: well? Doing well? Are there any Harry... I suppose maybe there won't be an individual Harry... Well, Harry
2: Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, yes, is number four. Do you say number four for else? No, wait. No, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Wait, wait. Star Wars is number one. Toy Story is number three. Harry Potter, first one, is number four. And Frozen is number five. You are only missing one. God. Now, I think this one might be slightly harder, but makes sense.
0: Ghostbusters.
2: No.
1: Is it another Disney film?
2: Um... I'm not telling you.
1: Oh, okay. So yes, I was gonna. I, well, I mean, my my initial thought was presumably like one of the Marvel films, but I don't know if you can have like specific remarks.
2: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think the highest ranked Marvel based film is The Avengers. Um, but it's also this is also not as latest, as, you know. Might be like, against the more recent Avengers films. It is animated. Hercules. <laughs> no <laughs> Hercules. I do remember my Hercules toys. Yeah, it's because Hercules was really big, and we were gonna. Oh, is it, is it Despicable Me? No, but that's in the top ten. Oh, how could that not be in it? Uh, I think there's a lot of unlicensed minions merchandise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's I think that's the trick. A film that is just merchandise. Think, just merchandise. That is, it's so obviously made for merchandise <laughs> and repeatedly made for merchandise. Transformers. Transformers is in the top ten. Just at number six. It's already had a mention on this podcast. O-
1: on this episode of this podcast.
2: Uh, yes, on this episode of this podcast. Yes.
0: Pokemons. <laughs>
2: Tarzan, <laughs> the second one. Oh, cars, 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 yeah, cars. cars yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's a Juggernaut, isn't it? Yeah. That's
2: why they make so many films because everyone needs that sweet, sweet like the McQueen. <laughs> well done. That's not too bad. Still doesn't explain the plot for Cars Two, though. <laughs> I have never seen any of them other than first. You guys one. need to watch Cars Two. <laughs>
1: you just need to. Right, go on trying to explain. Explain
2: it in one line for me. Um, unusual espionage a
1: plot. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay, right, so that brings us on to movie or song. Should be straightforward. Alex, do you want to go first? Yeah, I don't think I need to
1: explain why the movie would be... <laughs> I would choose the film over the song.
0: But you're going to. I'm not going to, no. I'm not going to so one vote for the song? <laughs> uh, <Ben? laughs> don't,
2: don't ask such stupid questions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Two votes for the song, Okay. Well, I'll I'll be the uh, contrarian and pick the mm-hmm. pick the movie. Well, you got one thing right there. No, well, we already established in this episode that a contrarian review of the movie is to say it's bad.
2: Yes, true. You did you did talk you did you did give a uh, more a so slightly more positive review. That was
0: your contrarian moment for the day. <laughs> so yeah, movie wins. Movie wins. Movie wins. That brings us to the end of another episode of that song from that movie. Let us know which one you think is better, the movie or the song, on our Twitter. But Alex, what is our Twitter handle?
1: TSF, Pod.
0: Thank you. So you can help the podcast in many ways. One of those ways is by sharing it on a random subreddit. Ben, what random subreddit should the viewers pick this week?
2: Oh, gosh. Um, The Jujitsu Kaizen, whatever it's called, subreddit. I bet that's well popular.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it is huge, that subreddit. I mean, it's Reddit and an anime. Come on. Yeah, true.
1: So that's a good place to post it.
0: Or just Jujitsu subreddit. Yeah, go with that one. Go with that one. It would get buried if it was on the Jujitsu Kaizen subreddit.
1: Is there a song from
0: that film? <laughs> Is it a Randy Newman film? <laughs> uh, there was a song, actually. Yeah, there Jiu-jitsu, was. Jujitsu Jujitsu, a big panda person going to punch a cursor.
1: <laughs> was that the theme song to Kung Fu Panda?
0: <laughs> All the way to the Oscars. Um, <laughs> so you can help the podcast by signing up to our Patreon, buying our merch, and leaving us a review wherever you get your podcasts, uh, including Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, anywhere. Just get someone to listen by saying it's great. Give us five stars, like Ben has. Good too. So all that's left now is do some goodbyes. So it's goodbye from myself, goodbye, and goodbye from Alex.
1: In the words of Barbie, authority should derive from the consent of the governed, not from the threat of force. I hope
0: that Putin's listening to this. (laughs) Nice. Nice. And goodbye from Ben. At
2: last, I'm going to get played with.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Happy birthday to you. dinner and oh, <laughs> Hey, get out of
2: my butt.
0: <laughs> Right, <laughs> uh, you we uh, move on. Devolve, yes. Yeah. I'm just going to take a sip of water.
2: Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> like some soft lizard folk. <laughs> ah, quenched my human thirst. <laughs> <laughs>